Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 28-year-old from Rosemare, Quebec, Canada. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, Denmark, Germany, and he's becoming a legend of England, folks, with the chocolatey Manchester Storm. He is already a shed legend after episode 216 has combined for 1,134 goals, plays, or lessons which took place before his first match with those chocolatey storm. And the following evening, he potted two goals and has been running amok of the EAHL ever since, putting up 23 goals in 40 matches and a six more tucks than any other shed guy on the squad. Oh, and he has the most power play goals in the league, folks. But we can't act surprised because he's been scoring and winning since his junior days, where he became a Q champion with Ramuski Oceanic, after putting up 44 goals and, and 91 points, and then had his way with Canadian Youth Sports with Concordia University. And he is now still scoring and winning, folks, with the hottest squad in the EIHL, the Chocolatey Manchester Storm. Welcome to my kitchen, Anthony DeLuca. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the invite. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. You know, it's fun yeah. when you wake up in the morning and you have no idea what's going to happen, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nice to see you again. <laughs> yeah, nice to be back. Nice to be back. So you had a dinner tonight, eh? Yeah, yeah. We uh... Like a team one or sponsors or what are you into? No, no, just uh, my girlfriend and I just with another couple. Yeah, we, we yeah. have a pretty good wing spot here in uh, Manchester. So Wing spot, eh? Yeah, yeah. I don't recall having good wings overseas. Oh, yeah, they're... Yeah, they're surprising. Honestly, it's uh, it's nice. It's like being back home, so it's it's a nice little treat. Um, yeah, I got uh, enough cooking around here too. It's March break, <laughs> so I got four kids, but they just ended for me, right? And I, they're all entertaining themselves. So I thought, you know, why not jump on and have some fun, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And uh, so, how we know each other? We met episode two sixteen. That was when you first landed, right? Yeah, yeah, like pretty much a day after I landed, actually. Yeah. And you'd had like one practice and, uh, that was before, um, I really got invested, I guess, in the Manchester storm and started having yeah. all your whole organization on eh? <laughs> yeah. I think you're like part owner of the team now, right? <laughs> I thought, you know, like I, I thought they'd let me have a pop-up stand and like sell some clothes. Right. <laughs> I thought Finner would want to get in bed that way. And I'd give him a little tickle in bed if he would let me do a pop-up <laughs> stand. Right. Yeah. That, ma that makes sense. I think that's coming. I think Finner's always been waiting for a tickle from me, you know? He just didn't know me yet. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, uh, it's pretty fun getting to know, like, an organization. And then, like, I actually, like, check to see if you guys are winning now. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, uh, yeah, ever since we started having us on, I guess we've been winning, so. 
Well, I think, isn't it fun though when like chocolate hits the ice? Like, isn't it kind of like got a buzz going around town? (laughs) Oh, it's the best. It's, I mean, gives you a little treat after the game for the next. And you got to earn it too, right? It's really fun. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I know I'm having fun with it. Like when I see the videos of it happening over there, it just makes my heart melt, right? And it looks just like the big blue tent back in the day. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a good time for sure. Did you ever play in the big blue tent? um no you wouldn't have no you don't yeah it so your arena is the exact same as like what i played in in cardiff and it's bizarre yeah and now you guys are running amok it's pretty cool to see yeah (laughs) um so yeah you came on and we never discussed what chocolate you wanted but then i'm i saw you in the greggy bus eh? you made a guest appearance (laughs) yeah yeah while i was uh getting my legs uh legs massage there getting the jets ready (laughs) yeah yeah had my leg massager on and greggy was giving you the tour there is that what it is it's a massager i thought i didn't know what those things did those are like i thought they're like a compression thing yeah yeah it's like pretty much a compression thing it's just like gets your gets your legs like feeling better before the game is it like moving around and massaging or is it just compressed yeah it goes like section by section so it's just like Ah. Yeah, I guess it compresses compresses mostly, and it's it's just like I don't know if it's more of a mental thing, but it definitely makes me feel better. So, well, whatever works, right? Seems yeah, like yeah. it's working. Whatever you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I noticed that uh, another player on your team, I'm a big fan of, still hasn't got back yet. A eh? Jesper hasn't played yet. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that he's, sucks. He's been a big yeah. He's been a big miss for us, especially for our power play. Like. He was fun to dish across to. So, were you guys on the flanks together? Yeah. Uh, when I got here, I was originally with him and I got my assists way up. Uh, <laughs> I like, I wasn't really scoring when I got here. I only had like three regular season goals, the rest were all in like uh, a challenge cup. So, oh. yeah, it was Jesper was getting my points up there. It was just, I, I haven't seen him play, but his hockey stance screams he's a hockey player. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, inspired me. I still got to get my hats made with my shed guy and shed gal hats, <laughs> you know, with my kid's hockey stance. Uh, but, yeah, my son's hockey season ended yesterday, so that's been pretty sad around here for him. He's yeah. a little distraught today, you know? <laughs> you don't know what's going on now, eh? No, and it's, like, still winter, and it's over. It's just like, geez. Yeah, that's, yeah. Be, be better and you're still playing right yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um so yeah the greggy bus what a spot eh yeah honestly like he's such it's a good like guy. an experience eh it's not just a bus it's an experience oh, no. yeah he's got the the uh karaoke machine down there and stuff he's yeah he's a hell of a character he's a good guy He's got her all decked out. And, you know, it's pretty neat. The fun things that can happen from chatting with dudes in your shed is like um, head of marketing. Jake got a tour of the Greggy bus in Dundee. Um, well, you fellows were warming up. Uh, Greggy gave Jake a tour of the bus. And it was just a couple text messages to set that up. Right. And it's pretty neat yeah. that that can happen across the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. It's uh yeah, that, that trip actually didn't end up so well. We The bus broke down right after that. So I heard something. Yeah, Greg, you mentioned something about it, and he was telling me what went wrong. I'm like, I don't know about buses, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah, kind of a disaster, but it is what it is. So you, then you got to ride back with the fans, right? Yeah, like halfway back, and then the bus ended up like working. It was, yeah, it was a disaster. I, I, that happened to us in Germany once. I remember we got on the fan bus, and um, it was like a Friday, right? We didn't play till Sunday. So yeah. 
the fans were offering me beers and i was like yeah <laughs> sure yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently that was frowned upon because all the fans couldn't believe i was crushing pints with them i'm like well that's hockey <laughs> you know? yeah, don't don't offer them yeah i don't know can't control myself you can ask me yeah. if i want what am i <laughs> driving on a bus <laughs> talking hockey why not right yeah <laughs> uh those are long nights though eh? when things go wrong yeah it, i mean like cool on the fans to even let us on the bus like they didn't really like I bet you they were into it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we just felt bad. Like some of them had to like, stand did you get right in bus. sitting with them though? Or did you guys like move the ball to the front of the bus? And yeah. You guys like took we, the back? we were all like in the front, they were in the back, but like there wasn't enough seats for everyone. So like, yeah, it just turned out to be like, people were like everywhere. It was a just, long like, night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tough night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys did just have like a five game winning streak or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were flying for a bit there uh unfortunately we just lost to belfast there last night but obviously they have a really good team like they're competing for a championship so yeah well and i did see uh that game which there was no chocolate martin brodeur was there yeah yeah uh yeah our goalie is um jeremy brodeur and uh and he's doing quite well oh yeah he's amazing yeah yeah he's been a big help for us yeah well you guys have definitely been winning since he's been there and from what i've noticed not that i pay attention that much but i do <laughs> um but that would have been neat to us. did you meet him and stuff because i was thinking geez i saw manchester post it and said he was in town i'm like geez so we're both storm fans and i, I can tell he's probably a shed guy right so i'm like geez yeah. maybe i should shoot my shot and ask him and yeah, um you know we'll see we'll see if i can coerce him into my shed or if he even sees that i wrote to him right yeah he's a, yeah he's definitely a good guy i actually live with the broad so uh he ended up like Marty ended up coming over to check our place out. So I met him there originally. And uh, last night we went for supper with him. So that was a pretty cool experience for sure. Like uh, just your like roommates, Broder. Yeah. Yeah. Is he, is he going to come to the shed or what? I think he wrote to him and he right just now. ignores me. He just ignores me. Yeah. He's, he's a busy guy, man. He's uh gold tenders, eh? Hey, <laughs> Whatever. If if the goalie doesn't want to come on, I don't want to get the way he's playing. He doesn't yeah, seem to need a yeah, shed boost. I should just hot, leave yeah. him alone, right? Yeah, he's real hot right now. So yeah, well, so I mean, he's been hot all year. So well, I don't know. I want you to come to my shed, but if you don't want to because you're hot, then stay hot, right? Stay hot, yeah. <laughs> then I'll bug your dad. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it'd be funny if you did. Hey, so another way we know each other. Uh, I saw a video of you scoring a goal. You like did the Forsberg move, like the one hander, eh? With guys draped all over you. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my uh, kind of my go-to when I get in trouble. I run out of real estate. I just go to that. It's I liked it. I like that you're the best. Yeah, I like that you're doing that at that speed with guys on you. That's <laughs> clever, clever move. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think when I got here, I like tried it like four or five times, and it like wasn't paying off, and then kind of threw it back. Uh, back in the bag there a couple weeks ago so well i liked it um actually this weekend my son tried to do the between the legs shot in under 11 that was pretty interesting yeah <laughs> he messed it up but he tried it you know yeah good good for him yeah i guess yeah i don't know weren't allowed to do that stuff when i played <laughs> no yeah yeah that was pretty frowned upon a couple years ago so uh when we did see each other in the greggy bus though because i when we first talked chocolate wasn't a thing yet we hadn't started that yet right it wasn't until yeah. critch came on and he wanted a storm 
Uh, but you did mention on, on your guest appearance on the Greggy episode that you do like lions. Is that still the case? Or have we got lions? Has that been confirmed? Yeah, actually, yeah people are throwing lions. Uh, it's been nice. Yeah, lions. Isn't that really cool? cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you get the lions with your name on it. It's pretty, it's funny that the fans, well, it's nice of them to just take their time out of their day and go get that for us. So, Isn't it? Cool. Yeah. yeah it's cool to see how dedicated they are, yeah. Well, and that's how this whole thing works. The shed is like how passionate the UK fans are and that they do like getting to know their players and they kind of will do anything for you. Right. They just want to see you guys win and support you. And uh, I think it's very neat that they only throw it on for wins. Everybody gets what's going on and um, that, yeah, they, they throw them for individual people, but also for everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. We end up sharing them in the room. So Everyone gets their bits and pieces, but obviously the ones with the name on them. I think we've started a thing here in Manchester. I think this is a thing. I I don't I don't think this is just a one year thing. I don't know. It, yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully, yeah, it'd be cool if that kept going. I'm sure the players would love that for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it, it, it's interesting, like how many Manchester fellows I've had on. So I have lots of Cardiff fans writing, like you're not having any of our guys on, and we need a shed boost for playoffs and. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't have that much time. It's like today I have like an hour and a half window right now before I got to go do all the other stuff. Right. And um, I don't have time for everybody. I'm kind of committed here, you know, <laughs> committed to the storms. But like, so you guys did just uh, get into the playoffs and like research team got a bit hot and, and jeepers. Would it be confusing if you guys play Cardiff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's we, just uh... avoid that. Let's have you play the orange where they banned fun. And then you could play the team that banned fun and then have the team that embraced fun after Kit Kat get that, you know, chocolate was banned and, you know. Oh, is that actually banned? That was, you can't do it no more. We, we, it, it was bad. Um, the kit, that was too far of a throw at the Sheffield Arena and there was babies getting hit and people getting hit. And uh, we didn't do the risk assessment beforehand, but a lot of Kit Kats did make it onto the ice. Um, but I guess it messed up the ice. But I think it was more of the safety factors that, like, geez, I heard at the storm shelter people aren't even hitting the ice. And it's like, well, what would happen in Sheffield when they're way up top, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, you need a good arm to get her out there. Yeah, you got Sammy Sosa over there throwing, yeah. throwing kick ass. So yeah, um, after uh, that, um, it is confirmed that we can't do that anymore there. So um, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. That's yeah, yeah. So um, it'd be funny though because I like I I heard you guys just beat them and like a couple of their players got hit in the head with with chocolate bars. Right, that's funny. Yeah, it's, it's part of the job, man. You right, gotta you gotta watch out. <laughs> Yeah, that I I heard there's people taking the chocolate. The Steelers were taking your guys' chocolate after you guys won. It's everybody's up and was up in arms about that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh yeah, I just I hope you guys don't play Cardiff in the quarterfinals. I, I don't need that, you know. We don't need yeah, that. Too, too much stress on you, right? Yeah, yeah, it'd be too confusing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so Lions though. Uh, is that like a Mars bar? What is that? It's it's like a I don't even know what this like. It's is it caramel? It like the package like, is like orange, right? Yeah, it's like brownish orange. It's I don't know how to explain it best. It's like Kit Kat with like it's got like, like a, a wafer in it, like Kit Kat. Kinda, yeah, yeah. It's like, like I've a definitely never had a lion. Yeah. Oh, they're dynamite. Yeah. Really? Maybe throw a crunch in there too. Like the like, I don't know if it's crunch or crunchy. The blue bars. Right. Those are yeah. 
people think, start throwing those that'd be you like yeah. crunches too oh yeah those are dynamite yeah they might even be up there more than the lion to be honest um well the last guy that asked for crunchies i think was in cardiff and it was going really well and there's a lot of chocolate hitting the ice and then i don't know what happened and then he was gone and chocolate stopped so i don't know not my business um when things like that happen it's not fun it's not fun for either side so whatever happened none of my business because it's not fun it's great um but the crunchies were fun for a little bit you know <laughs> when i when like there'd be a night there was a night cardiff won and um you guys won and there was chocolate happening in two different places in the world because of the shed right that's yeah, cool there you go. <laughs> that's <Raining> neat. <laughs> And I don't know. I guess I never would have checked if Denmark won, or Herning won that night. Maybe there was chocolate in three spots. It's pretty neat, though. So thanks, uh, Shed family. Keep up the good work and keep supporting the storm, right? <laughs> yeah, keep throwing those chocolates for sure. Lions and Crunchies, folks. Um, so gearing up for playoffs, how many games you guys got left? Uh, I might get this wrong. But, okay, don't uh, answer. Those are tough questions. I'm not even going to ask who you play next because I know some guys just start into that stuff. They just show yeah. up to play. I, I'm not I know g- we play Fife next, but um, so that'd be a big one, right? Yeah, they're for, fighting yeah. for their lives too, right? Yeah, I think we like it's all pretty big games. We play like Fife, Nottingham three times. Uh, you played Nottingham three more times. Yeah, and that's like the team that we're battling against. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, I think it's going to come down to that, honestly. Like. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, yeah. that's kind of like your own little playoff series there. That sounds fun. Yeah, especially that we don't really – I mean, playoffs here are an aggregate, so. Right. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's wild. It's Isn't yeah. it? And you know what's interesting about that? If, say, you play Nottingham in a series, how different your ice surface is compared to theirs, right? Oh, yeah. It goes from, like, the smallest one in the league to the biggest, so it's – Oh, and warmest. Puke. Yeah, yeah. It's Gosh. Gonna, yeah. I, I could feel fat on the Nottingham ice because it was <laughs> so big, right? And it's yeah. jeepers. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's a totally different game at both places, and it's interesting that it's aggregate in hockey. Yeah, I think a lot of teams are going to have a hard time coming to us for sure. Um, but yeah. Again, like, we're in the same boat as them, so. Yeah. Oh, it's a fun time of year, though, to be in that type of games, right? That mean yeah. stuff and um that's no, good stuff so um let's see after a big w so you guys did beat cardiff the other night and people yeah. were alluding to the fact that it was my fault i had nothing to do with it i was in canada um you guys played the game and you guys are feeling it and having fun and winning i i would just talk to you guys um i haven't had that many devils on but you know what i did ask a few and they didn't respond so i moved on right there you go. Like <laughs> low, low key picking sides, man. Like and, and, and it's like, you know, who wants, who, who wants to be on my team? I asked Todd if I could do a pop-up stand. He got all business. He didn't want me to do it. He wanted, I had to be like a team sponsor or something or other. And I'm like, geez, I'll, you know, I'll pay you if you want. And then crickets, you know, wow. it's like, I'm just, you know, it's like, who wants me? Who wants to shed on, on their team? Right. Shed, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like free marketing folks. <laughs> Tough bounce, tough bounce, tough bounce. Anyway, so what would you eat after a big W? Say, other than the chocolate, you win a big game. Maybe you go Forsberg, you know, one hander. Uh, what are you going out on the town and running amok with late night? What food are you putting in your belly before bed? Um, you're saying game next day or no, no, game? no game? No, this is the end of the weekend. Oh, 
yeah that's then it's always a treat um oh that's a good question actually i'm a kebab guy really yeah yeah i mean kebab yeah kebab is just too far of a walk here it's like and it's mm. raining all the time so i'm i'm just not into yeah you don't want to work for it at that time you want it to no, just exactly. be there yeah, yeah. yeah i'm i'm going to uber eat something uh Oh, you got Uber Eats. You guys are like in the city, eh? We don't have that yeah. where I live here. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're right in the mix. Yeah. yeah. Um, for a while, Broads and I were doing uh, McDonald's uh, after like the Sunday game. That was like our pretty much a go-to for a while. But now... What are we like, doing? Like a Big Mac meal? What are you doing? No, the uh, the triple cheese. That was uh, that was like... the Yeah, all, we got all the guys on the team doing the triple cheese for a while. That's good. Yeah, chocolate and triple cheeses. And yeah, we're yeah. just running a buck, eh? Champions. Yeah, the boys are flying on triple cheeseburgers. <laughs> um, no, then, uh, yeah, Broads found this new spot. Uh, he's like, he's the king of Uber Eats. So, uh, yeah, I just trust him. He goes all stars. And yeah, I, Uber I Eats, that, eh? That's a whole different experience. So then it's just showing up at your house. Oh, yeah. You dude. don't even do anything, you don't even have to work for it. No, no, just games changed, eh? Games changed, yeah. A lot better, yeah. Mm. Um, okay, so McDonald's was your thing, eh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it changes from time to time. Now he's now he's got us on the All Stars, it's called. Oh, so yeah, what? so uh, it's it's we got a good thing going. I cover Wi Fi, he covers the meal, so it's, <laughs> it's it's great. That sounds good. Um, Hey, here's here's a cutting edge shed question. When I look you up, it looks like you'd have your Italian pass. Yep. So, ever thought of playing in Italy or any discussions of like, can you play for their national team? Because I'm pretty sure you're good enough. Um. Yeah, that was that was a big debate I had this year with my uh, with my agent. Like, obviously, he wanted me to go to Italy. Like to the actual Italian league, because there's isn't there like a team in Italy that like plays in whatever it's called, Abel or whatever. Yeah, yeah there's there's three teams now. There's uh, Asiago, there's um, uh, Asiago, Balzano, and uh, yeah, I'm forgetting the other name, Valpusteria. And uh, yeah, those those teams were already like they had all their imports. Um, so we spoke to them at the beginning of the year. They were like, yeah, you know, if anything happens, we could be interested, but obviously I was looking for a team uh, as soon as my suspension ended. So oh, hold on. Kids are getting picked up by the mom. One second. Got to pause her. Game back on. <laughs> Sorry. So we were talking about the Italian teams and, uh, you had some serious talks with those teams then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of the year for sure. And then, uh, Obviously, there's that other league, the Alps, which is just under the uh, ice hockey league, and then that was that was pretty interesting. I was talking to a couple teams, uh, just you know, the opportunity, money wise and stuff, wasn't exactly what I was looking for. So I figured I'd go back to a league that I already knew, yeah, and uh, try to get you know numbers up, name back up there, and well, you sure have done that. Um... Yeah, and I I always find it interesting with people's perceptions and stuff, right? It's like when we came on and chatted, um, and I I don't I don't know how many pods you've done and talked about like the suspension and all that baloney, um, but like that you got to say your side and like people got to hear your side and obviously what I think, um, I think it's baloney and um, I I I I think it's great you get to 
come to the shed and talk about stuff like that. So everybody can just move on. Right. It's like, for me, all my thoughts about hockey and everything, when I came back with my tail between my legs, getting to talk to people sure helped me. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People always assume the worst and they do still, still now, like, you know, I'll go places and they, they still call me out for like doing Coke and stuff. I'm like, man, like you get, if you just read, like that's yeah. all, all you need to do is read. Like, it wasn't coke it was weed from the summer like which is legal here folks and everybody's doing it <laughs> yeah I mean, there's that there's in this tiny little town there's two stores selling whatever you need right the drinks the gummies whatever you need there's multiple stores in every town they're all over the place here and um to think that you lost your job over it is crazy yeah yeah that's for it's it's more of that it's like you know you you lose a full year of just like obviously your name gets run through the mud too and like i said it's for now it's like man how are how are people so ignorant to yeah you know, if you want to call me out on something just read upon it like take take five minutes of your day and yeah you know, the, i don't know keyboard warriors and stuff there's a lot of tough people out there right <laughs> yeah for sure i mean it's it's more at first it was through twitter and stuff and and now it's more like you go to an away, uh, any away rink is like always have one or two dummies like chirp me about it and think they're like, funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, dude, yeah. figure it out, man. Yeah. Like, learn how to read. You're, yeah. You, yeah. And you're just being annoying and mean, right? It's like, yeah, exactly. be a better like, person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the last time I ever trash talk in hockey, uh, I was just being mean for no reason. And then I ended up at the guy's apartment that night and he was handing me a beer um, after a game seven, best of seven, great series. I end up at the other team's apartment, have beers. And the guy I like chirped during game seven for no reason, just to be mean and get under his skin. And then he's like, Hey, so you still think I shouldn't be on the power play and hands me a beer. And I was like, Oh shoot, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> trash talking anymore. And I, I never did again. Yeah, unless I mean, they yeah, really deserved it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's obviously somewhat part of the game, but I mean, I think as you get older too, you you just realize that it's it's no need. Like, there's a lot of guys too have a lot of respect in the league, especially when I got back. Uh, you know, my first couple games, a lot of guys were welcoming me back, and that I found that pretty cool, honestly. That guys take the time to come see me at a faceoff and you know tell me that they thought it was bullshit too, and it was. Yeah, I, it I means honestly, a lot, right? Yeah, yeah when you, when you got the hockey guys on your side, yeah, yeah, a lot of guys that I didn't necessarily know too, like uh, that Wolitschka that was in uh, Nottingham. He was like the first one. Uh, then a couple guys on Cardiff too. So it was, yeah, it was pretty surprising, especially that you know you have pretty big battles against them and stuff. And then you know just to take a five seconds to say like you know it is what it is, man. Nice to have you back. And, no, and it doesn't take much to say yeah. something that can make an impact it's yeah i noticed it with like the kids and stuff um it doesn't take much to say something nice and people aren't used to hearing nice things right you're only yeah, used yeah, to you, hearing you, negative stuff yeah usually. that's true yeah you're used to hearing hearing all the negatives so yeah for, for yeah. a nice comment every once in a while it's, it doesn't well matter. it's it's like when i go i watch some of the fellows i used to coach they're on different teams and when i did get the opportunity to go watch them play like i would stay after and like uh, wait till they came out of the room to tell them how good they played and how proud I was as like their former coach. And then, you know, the parents like write to you, like, I can't believe you did that. That was so nice. I'm like, well, 
no, like the guys on my team and it was cool seeing them play. And it's like, yeah. didn't, it didn't take me much to wait and say, Hey, way to go. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, it's just, I think, yeah. The, the more you go through hockey that you see, you realize like the little things matter and yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it is what it is. I guess it's obviously some people are, like I said before, ignorant and don't really take the time to, you know, they, they pay their yeah. ticket. They think they can say whatever they want, but well, yeah. And yeah, it's just interesting. I guess I would say it says a lot about you. If that's what you're doing, it's going to the arena to be mean to the other team. Like just, yeah. I mean, just cheer on your team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or stay home. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I guess you'll always have your Italian pass and like you could, you wouldn't be an import in that league. So you would think there'd be uh, some opportunities, right? Yeah. So you have to play there for 16 months before not becoming an import. Oh, is that what it is? So you yeah. got you'd have to commit to to it and be yeah, there so for yeah. Pretty much the next two years would be uh, right. Obviously, Italy uh, is pretty interesting right now with them having the Olympics and stuff. So I didn't even know that. I I don't know much about what's going on in the world except for my chefs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they they would be hosting the Olympics. So when's that? In three years. Well, I guess it would be like two after this year. So it would kind of be my deadline to. You'd have Basically to, you'd have town. to go, yeah. You'd have to go do it if you want the chance to make that squad and be there for that, eh? Yeah, which would be obviously a really cool opportunity to be a part of the Olympics, uh, right? Yeah. So my right. agent definitely wants me to take that chance and right, see what happens. I guess, eh? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe we, maybe we can have the Lions and the Crunchies come with us to wherever you may have yeah. to go, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. we can. Have a travel more chocolate on the road, right? Like it did happen with the Twix in Denmark. Um, it went from Cardiff to to Herning. So perhaps we could take chocolate with us to wherever you have to go to do that. But it would be a a, a life memory to be able to do that, and it would give you some drive, wouldn't it? To like have a goal, like this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. Be- oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. Obviously, as a kid, you always grow up trying to make the NHL and. You know, for me, my first goal was to make World Juniors, and that was kind of the first time, you know, I've ever been deceived. And it was tough to not make that and then tough to not make the NHL. But now it's like, you know, okay, yeah, you didn't make it, but there's somehow, some way, a randomly third goal that pops out of nowhere that I would have never thought of, obviously, like playing for Team Italy. But yeah, um, I was lucky enough that my grandparents are born there. My mom has her passport. So she – uh you know, she was kind of the one that actually thought of it a couple of years ago and she just put it out there that, you know, it might be helpful. We don't, you know, obviously it's just to have it is a helpful thing. So I'm glad I listened to her. I'm glad, I'm glad we got that done. Cause now this opportunity is right. Yeah. Out of, risen out of the blue. Well, and like you talk about not making the NHL and that it's like for my own hockey career, you know, I didn't make the NHL and I was like, okay, I want to make like a career of it in Europe. And then my knee injury and like, I didn't really get to the leagues I was hoping to get to. And then it all comes to an end and you get back and it's like, I didn't accomplish this goal. I didn't accomplish that goal. And then you're trying to figure out life and it's tough. But now that I've found this and like, it's like now I had a couple German fellows on and I was ranked top 10 in Germany speaking English. <laughs> um, I thought that was neat. And I'm like, wow, I have so many different goals now that I never had. And it's all hockey and it's all relying on my hockey family to get it done. And it's like, 
can I be number one in Germany, you know? And now I have all these goals again, and it's I'm back in the game. And uh, I think it's great that I think you should go try and do that too. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I get where you're coming from. Obviously, you kind of lose sight of goals and stuff. And as a kid, it's so, like, simple for you. Obviously, you just do everything in, in order to make the NHL. But once you don't make it, you kind of, like, lose perspective. And almost like, what am I doing now? Like, why am I playing? What's, like is it worth the money? Is it worth not being close to my family? You know, it's, yeah, definitely had a couple of years of like, what am I doing this for? And obviously this year uh, I wanted to perform to put myself on the map and have that chance that team Italy, you know, kind of says like, who is this guy, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously there's nothing set in stone. I'm nowhere near part of the team or anything. Uh, but I mean, I think I've definitely opened some eyes and, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I yeah. What what you're doing to coming back and then coming back to the league that you were suspended from and then running amok. I think it's awesome. You know, it's uh, yeah. I I I love proving people wrong and you know yeah. being the guy that you know that's that's what it's all about, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I think yeah. This year was definitely a proving people wrong year, and I think we spoke about it a bit in the first one, obviously with the like not going back to Sheffield and stuff like that. That was, that was kind of tough for me. And yeah, that was, you know, like obviously questioning myself too. Like if they don't believe in me, like, am I going to be good enough? Am I going to be, you know, yeah. would I have been one of the top players like I was the other years? And I mean, yeah, I think I've. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that one. Yeah. And that's awesome when you do that. Um, I mean, I shouldn't bring up my stuff and I shouldn't talk about it, but um I have not got the last two coaching applications I put in for minor hockey. <laughs> uh, so um, I do know there's a lot of things that go into these decisions. Um, so I got, I asked both of my teams I've coached so far. If the I just said no pressure. If you're up for it, I, I could use a couple uh, reference letters of my coaching abilities. Um, so hopefully I can, you know, keep on going yeah and prove people and get to do what my passion is and i want to just help all these kids i want to turn them into hockey guys i want to turn them into shit guys and um the letters i got and the application i put in to coach um i was proud of it and uh i mean i can't see them not picking me now but we'll see what happens right yeah exactly good luck with that yeah well and all you can try and do is prove people wrong for other decisions they made right (laughs) yeah for sure yeah can't just lay there and take it right okay anywho you played in the canada winter games as a kid i don't know if we talked about that last time eh? you played for team oh, no, we about that. yeah we didn't how old were you uh it was the under 16 so we were all 15 uh it, that was an unbelievable experience that was probably my first time playing in front of like an actual fan base and it's yeah, wild, it was, eh? The first time you play in front of like a lot of fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember that final uh, was in Holly, and uh, I can't remember how many people was in that barn. Uh, it was just a couple thousand. And it was the first time coming out for warm up. You're like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is. So that's the Canada Winter Games. So then it was, was just like under 16, and there was a tournament of each province or what? Yeah, exactly. So every province had their team. And uh, it was like the w- Winter Olympics, basically, of like just Canada. So 
it was pretty cool. There was all the other sports there too. So uh, we got to like bond with all like yeah get the opening ceremony and this and that. So it was it was really cool experience, honestly. Like that, that would whole, be. Yeah, actually, my uh, I have a little cousin that's there right now. Uh, she plays. She's playing for Team Quebec, and she's been ripping it up. So it's pretty right? cool. She's following in the footsteps. Yeah, we're in the same number, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> what you're number fifteen. Yeah, well, this year unfortunately I was retired, so I had oh. to change to seventy-one. But yeah, she uh, she stuck with fifteen. And obviously, so what, what, why is fifteen your number? I always like these stories. Yeah. Um, so I always I always had seventy-one as a kid, and then uh, I we played on this summer league team that uh, just great coach, great guy, and uh, kind of like second dad to me. And uh, his uh, his son took his own life when he was uh, 11 so he had played on our team for a tournament and we kind of got close and so everyone that was on that team just changed their number to 15 in honor of him uh i have it tattooed on me it's uh it's like a real big part of my life obviously and it sucks losing a friend when you're young and for me it's just like an honor to wear that number and uh yeah, yeah his dad his dad has a similar tattoo it's just uh it was just really everything is is for Casey and yeah, I, that's, that's, Jesus, that's like the yeah, just all these fellows are around here. I can't imagine that. Yeah, yeah, it's tough for sure. It's uh, yeah, not obviously not many people know about that, and uh, it's just it's always stuck with me. Fifteen's always been like really important, so yeah, it always sucks when I can't get it. But I mean, I know yeah. there's a reason why it's tattooed on me, and yeah, I just and it's still on you. Even yeah exactly it'll, yeah, it'll always be yeah mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i didn't know any of that so um speaking of those canada winter games though it looks like the team is all very similar to your under 17 team right you got jonathan duran you got the duclair he, that guy can skate yeah. um and like frederick goat jay the guy that was with the leafs the goat right yeah the goat yeah <laughs> yeah so you that's kind of the crew you grew up with that around there yeah um yeah all those guys are from the our my area so it was pretty cool we always had either playing together or against each other in the summer so it was um yeah it was pretty cool joe uh joe and i played on the same midget team together uh also like summer triple a duclair was there too so uh freddie cool. Freddie's just been a friend since a young kid. We trained together in the summer and we ended up going to Ramuski together for three years. So we just, yeah, we were always, always pretty much together in, uh, in either team Quebec or Ramuski. Yeah. Well, that, so what brings back memories for me though, is I, I went to my son's game, the semifinals were playing Drayton and it's weird how many people I know around the ranks around here. It's like all the people I played hockey against are now have had kids and we're all back at the rinks again. Yeah. But I run into a guy I won uh, all Ontario's with in novice and we see each other during the round Robin. He's like, I have a book of all the pictures of when we won. And then I show up for the semifinals and he brings the book and um, he shows me all these pictures from, so this is from my hometown, Elmira, Ontario, mm-hmm. small town, we had uh, two guys go to the OHL. We had three guys go NCAA. We had Dennis Wyman played like however many games in the NHL. Um, I had my career. And then Adam Hogg and Andrew Lackner were in the Central League and played NCAA. Rodney Bobman won the OHL. This was all from a single A town in Elmira, Ontario. And those are the guys I grew up with. And 
it's it's pretty neat when you all push each other your whole lives and like the baseball games the ping pong games kind of make you better at hockey too right oh yeah yeah for sure yeah we actually a guy that wasn't on that roster was zach Fucale. the goalie yeah and he's he's been a buddy of mine since I, I can only remember i guess six years old and uh we like we lived real close by so he uh he was always in the street hockey games and stuff and it was, that'll, that'll help you as a shooter going on yeah, a goalie like sure. that all the time yeah. right <laughs> our street hockey games were pretty wild when you think back that everyone either played ncaa or q or is playing pro or played pro so it was it was pretty cool like we we had a good group of friends as a kid and you know we we obviously you're into hockey that. that's what you're doing yeah, yeah. and when we but, talk about it it's you know it's kind of like we, we speak to, I know like my girlfriend had asked about it and stuff. And she was like, how does that make sense that you guys all ended up playing pro? And mm-hmm. we all like, I think it's just the fact that everyone just pushed each other so hard as a kid. And it was, but it's also that you loved hockey too. I find it interesting. Like in this town is like my son's buddies. There's like the six or seven of them that have been together this whole time. Like they, they just want to hockey, like they're hockey guys. That's what they oh, do. Yeah. And um, when your life is like that and you'd love it that much, it's not the hour practice you go to a week, right? It's going home and playing hockey with your buddies all the time and competing and trying to get better. Like every day is when you get better, right? When they they want it. Yeah. And then your whole group of friends is like that and you compete all the time and it makes you better. Oh yeah. We had, man, we, we were lucky uh, either at my house or my best buddy's house. We had like three on three, rollerblade games in the basement so we were going every day after after school it was one day mine one day his so it was it was unbelievable like you know oh yeah and things that you don't really i guess you're just having fun as a kid and then yeah when you get to pro and when your hands are good and tight and stuff like that and people ask you how you did it it's just You've been oh, yeah. used to a basement playing three on three. It's like it comes natural. So it's like when I was growing up, going over to Dennis Weidman's house, like when he was under nine, he's a big Mennonite fella. He was like three times the size of me. And I go over and play mini hockey with him, and he just beat the wheels off me, right? Because he was used to his older brothers beating him up. So then he'd take it out on me, and it was, it makes you tougher. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Teaches you how to compete against the big boys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the the competition is the biggest thing. It's just you learn how to compete and you learn how to, like, yeah. you you learn to hate to lose. So it's just like, oh yeah, it definitely creates winners. I think uh, I think that helps a lot. I think it's neat that your whole crew from growing up is kind, of, yeah, like, and the way it worked out is like there's never been an age group like ours out of Elmira ever, and I don't think there ever will be again. It's like. To think of five guys going places in a single A town just makes no sense. But when yeah. you talk about it like this, it does make sense, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, like we said, it's just and you learn how to win, win, which you learned how to win win as a young guy. That's a thing. Learning how to win is a thing, and how important and fun it is. It's like those pictures that guy gave me. It's like you could see it in our faces. We learned how to win when we were ten years old, right? And you oh, knew yeah. how important it was. Yeah, I, I think that was yeah as a. As a kid, I remember one of our uh, one of the dads of the group always would coach, and I remember before every year he would ask uh, how many guys have ever won anything in their lives, and it was kind of always the same guys that would lift their hand, and he would always say the same thing, you know, like it's it should be everyone in this room that's lifting their hand, and you got to learn to be a winner, and that kind of stuck with me, and it's just like when you're 
when you've never won or never really learned that mentality, it's, it's tough to get into it and it's tough to actually know what it is. And I was obviously fortunate enough to win at the junior level and win in pro with the, with Sheffield. So it's just, you know, I think, I think it sticks around and it's, it's definitely a mentality and oh, yeah. obviously you're hard on yourself and like, you, I'm, I find you take the losses harder once you've won and you realize what it can do oh, and be about, um, yeah, it's like the same crew that we won in novice. We grew up together and then played junior B together. And then the core of our team was from Elmira and we win the Sutherland cup together. And you see what it does to your town and where you're from and bring so many people together. Like winning can bring towns together. And it's like sure. seeing what's going on in Manchester and you guys winning. And then all the chocolate hitting the ice. It's like, this is like, it brings people together. Winning does that. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And obviously like Manchester, haven't really made the playoffs in the last four years. And for me, that was like my number one goal coming here. I, I told Ginner, like, I'm, I'm not going to be a part of that. Uh, like, you know, I'm, I might be tough on guys. I might be, you know, tough on a lot of situations, but like, but you won, know what it takes you know, to like, win and you know yeah, what's right and wrong. Yes. I'm sorry if I sound like a dick sometimes, but yeah. we just like, it's not acceptable to be mediocre. And if you're not, up to par i'm gonna let you know and that's it is what it is so just <laughs> yeah. figure it out you know? yeah 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 <laughs> you're right yeah. you're right but then there's stuff in pro hockey where like guys do stuff and you're like you can't do that we're not gonna win if you do that you can't yeah. do that if you don't do that you know we can't win yeah i definitely definitely see a, a big change of our team since you know since guys like Rhodes, uh another guy harrison came in and it's just like uh yeah, I think it, it's not necessarily like I'm not saying we change the team. Obviously, we can't. You that's it's a team sport. You can't just single handedly change a team. But I think the mentality and even from the first meeting that you know I came in here and we spoke to the guys. I just I just kind of said you know it's all about accountability, and I don't see it right now. I don't think we have accountability, and I think now there definitely is a lot more. So it's. It's well, just, yeah, you got to hold each other accountable. Like, it's like, as soon as you let something slide, it's like, well, that's where we're setting the bar, right? It's like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I came from Sheffield being the youngest guy and like guys are holding me fucking accountable. And like, yeah. I was, I was a little shit. Right. So it was like, if, and I've obviously I, I respect that because I learned from that and, you know, guys would tell me like, man, if, if you're not playing the way we want you to play, like, we're going to tell you, and like, you can't just suck. Like, yeah, yeah, you gotta like you have potential and you have to be good. Like it's not yeah. an option for you to suck. So you have to just play up <laughs> your potential. And I guess that kind of to win, you need every player playing as good as they possibly can. That's how teams oh, win. Sure. Is you need everybody being the best player they can be, right? Yeah, I I mean yeah, hundred percent. And I definitely brought that with me over here. And like I said, maybe I'm hard sometimes, and hard, definitely harsh critic of myself and you know sometimes i let my emotions get over me but obviously i just want to win and it's yeah it's, it's tough to lose games so it is tough to lose because then like your day-to-day -day life isn't as fun it's like you go for dinner with another couple it's like well if we just lost a couple this dinner isn't as fun as if we just won a couple and it does change your day-to-day -day life winning and losing right oh for sure yeah it, i i think like exactly what you said it's just everything makes 
everything better. Like you're winning, you're happy. You're and listening. when you're rolling, you can get rolling. And then it's, yeah. and, and then everybody starts buying it and realizing how much fun it is. And then that's yeah. when things can get really fun, you know? Um, so I found an article today. Research team was hot one at one point there. It was, yeah, the one page that the research team goes to. It says that you were planning on going to Vermont, but then you ended up in Ramouski. Yeah. <laughs> did we? I don't know. Did we talk about that? You were going to go to Vermont because your favorite player was St. Louis or something, yeah. and then you didn't go. Yeah, that was, uh, that was actually a plan. It wasn't just me picking my team. I actually did want to go to Vermont. Uh, and then Phil Boucher called from Ramuski and changed your mind. Yeah, he uh, he slightly changed my mind. <laughs> slightly, you won. You won the queue with them, so that's good. Yeah, that was honestly that was yeah. He like, did you ever get school done? Um, yeah. So I did. So in that deal, they were covering school. Um, so obviously it wasn't just come to Ramuski. Yeah, so like uh, there was obviously some extras, and um, yeah, part of that deal was just uh, that pretty much that my parents can come see every game. It wouldn't really cost them a cent, and uh, oh, that's a good deal. Yeah, that was definitely helpful. How um, far is that? It was like six hours. So were they driving it? Yeah, they were driving it. Yeah, but everything pretty much expenses paid and uh, hotel and all that. So that was that was really nice to have them there all the time. And then they were covering my school uh, till I was 28. So if I uh, if I didn't play pro, they would cover all my schooling and give me a bit of extra. So, but if you but that's the thing in those leagues, right? If you go pro, don't you lose your school deal? Yeah, technically, yeah. But they were really cool about it because uh, I did my 20 year old year as a pro, and then went back to school for a year, and uh, they were totally fine with it. They they kind of just whatever they didn't really follow what they're supposed to follow i guess and they just paid for it regardless they didn't give me a hard time one bit honestly they were super cool about that and well that's awesome because you need that it's as you need that oh yeah. for sure yeah and honestly i've i have only good things to say about ramuski like till this day you know if i ever want to go train or whatever their doors are always open and and you what do you won there oh yeah it was <laughs> yeah. What a time, winning's a thing guys if anybody's listening, winning's a thing. It actually changes your lives when, and it changes your relationships with people forever. You know. Yeah, that was. I think that definitely created a brotherhood, and uh, to this day, we always still to stay in touch. Actually, uh, the guy that I won with just finished top scorer of Liga, so uh, message him today it was it's pretty pretty cool for him that uh, he just got MVP of Liga. So that that's was, the in the Finnish league. Yeah, Finnish league. Yeah. He's so he's a player player. then. Oh yeah, he's yeah, hell of a good player. He was my line mate for three years, so it's it's pretty cool to see those guys succeed. And who's that now? Michael Jolie. Well, yeah, well done, yeah, sir. He's done. Been killing it. Yeah, he's been killing it. So. It's cool when you're on those teams and you see the success people have. Right? It's like oh, when man. I get chatting around. It's like got. It's like when I get invited over to Beatingheim for my buddy's jersey to get retired. It's like. Well, I'm not getting that invite, and he's not getting his jersey retired unless we win, right? You don't retire jerseys for people that don't win. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's and like like you said, it creates like a better environment and a, like literally a brotherhood. And anytime yeah. I see one of those guys or just talk, it's like you know, there's all those memories fly back, and it's just man, there's nothing better than a game seven double OT. So it's yeah, yeah. It was, and it was, it's like. It 
It's like when you guys get to the playoffs, which you have confirmed you're in, it's four wins. Four yeah, wins. Yeah, you never know, yeah. Four wins, and then that Nottingham Arena could have so much gosh darn chocolate on the ice, it would be outrageous, right? I bet you all the t- other teams that come to cheer would even bring chocolate for you fellas if you want. I bet yeah. you it'd be, it would be a circus. <laughs> I think it would definitely be a, a surprise for the league if we took it. And like you I said, you it's should. four games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just don't play game. Cardiff, okay? I, yeah. I don't need them chirping me about supporting. I've given shed boosts. It's, you know, I'm just enjoying the ride, right? Terminator. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I I just don't want you to play Cardiff in the playoffs. You know, it'd be cool to see you guys win though a chocolate hit the ice, right? Because that's funny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anytime <laughs> you win, it's, it's an unbelievable accomplishment. And especially, you know, like we're not necessarily sneaking into the playoffs, but we're we is your dog it. chewing on something right now? Yeah, he's he's ripping some food back there. So. Holy moly, it sounds like he's getting after it. I can oh, hear yeah. it. Yeah, he doesn't eat all day until we until we're both home and, and then he gets eat. after it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> uh no, it'll be interesting how the whole playoffs go, but it all happens faster. Right? It's like two weeks and it's over. Yeah, literally two weekends and yeah, it's Mm-hmm. Not the nest, not the uh, the playoffs you're used to coming from North America, but no. Um. So another question I kind of jumped over though was for that um Canada Winter Games and your under 17s, where it's kind of a similar team. The coach was Donald Audette, the guy that like played for the Sabers. Yeah, yeah. And his kid was on the team, Daniel, who can play yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, Dan's a good buddy of mine, actually. Uh, they say jeans are a thing, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan's really good. He's he was uh, he was in the KHL last year, ripped it up, and then uh, now he's in the Swiss league. So yeah. he's been doing really good for himself. No kidding. If you're in the Swiss league, you're you're eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. When you went to Ramuski, though, you scored twenty two goals and thirty five, then forty four goals. That's uh quite a few goals um and it kept getting more and more each year so then what were your pro options when you left because you had won the championship and scored 91 points and 44 goals and had 11 playoff goals Mm -hmm. yeah so i uh that that, i think that's definitely the biggest decision i regret in my career is not going back as a 20 year old okay I, i just thought i had got traded after the uh playoff run so i was going to a a team that was rebuilding and I didn't necessarily see myself. What a, they 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 traded you after winning a championship, and you scored all those points to a rebuilding team for as your twenty year old year. Yeah, so we isn't uh, that opposite how those leagues work? Yeah, I guess it was basically like they we had went and go get uh, a twenty year old and a good goalie uh, from them at at Christmas, and then it was they had to send me back at the end of the year. Oh, jeepers. Uh, some, yeah. So, and they, they had threw in some picks there too. So it was a, it was a pretty big trade to be honest. And uh, um, yeah, then I just. And then you never I, ended up playing for that team. Yeah. Like I was, I saw myself going there and then getting traded at Christmas. So yeah. To, to um, one of the contenders again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm more of like, I want to stay loyal to my team. Like, you know, I just want to, I want to be there for. You want to be on a team. I, I can loved, tell what you're like. I know you're yeah, shit. Guy. I would have loved to finish my career in Ramuski, and I, for me not to finish it there, it kind of made no sense for me. So I was just like, you know, I'll if I can't finish it here, I will finish it here. I'll do it on my own, and I'll just go pro. And then obviously, 
I think I was just too young to be in a pro environment at 20. And I had a, not a terrible year, but not a great year for sure uh, in the coast. And that was just, that was my toughest decision. I think I should have So what did you sign out of there then? What was your, just just a coast, just a coast deal after the year you just had? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely not the greatest decision. And I mean, yeah. Well, I didn't have to You make the decisions, you just got to roll with them, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so the other part though, is like, I know what you're like, you like being on a team. So I guess it was like last year, right. When you're playing in the coast, um, it would be very different than playing in the UK because I saw the Trois Riviere Lions that year had 75 players and five goalies. That's 80 players on the roster that played a game. 80. Yeah, that's, it was unheard of. It was pretty much didn't have a third line we had just signed three new guys every week it was like it was pretty wild and it's like you said it's it's def- it's nothing like europe and no it's tough because we had a good core core group too and i as soon as i got there i felt like you know i fit in right away and the guys were really nice with me and it was honestly a lot of guys that i knew already uh it was my that goalie i won with in ramuski de rosier who kind of got me there so um yeah, it was, it was really cool. Definitely a good group of guys. Uh, I think we had a bit too much fun. Maybe that's why. Uh, yeah, that can happen. Maybe they shipped me off to KC. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, was, the, yeah, the pro game, man, is so different in North America to Europe. And then like to get 75 skaters in one yeah. year. Um, but then you do go to Kansas City. And then there's a couple guys that are in the league that are doing quite well. Marcus Crawford was on that team. That's a devil. Yeah. He was pretty clever with a puck, eh? He's pretty good. Oh, yeah. He he was fun to play with. Yeah, I was just... You like, on a power play with him then? Yeah, I was lucky enough to be on his power play. That's when I started getting my points in KC. Uh, so, yeah, as soon as they threw me on Cross power play, start things started rolling. It was fun. He's he's just so smart with the puck, and obviously it shows this year with the amount of points he has. Like, he's just such a good skater. He's tough. He's He can do it. He's he a player. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then the goalie was one of them of however many were there. Matt Greenfield from yeah, the, yeah. the Sheffield goalie. Then he's doing pretty good too, eh? Yeah, yeah. He had actually called me this summer to see if he should go to Sheffield, and I, I just said, man, run, like go now. <laughs> it was yeah. It's obviously an opportunity you want, and for them to give him an offer, I think it was. I think he doesn't regret it either. I think it was a great decision on both their end and his end to join. So it was, I'm cause I, cause I'm way, I know way more about hockey. What goes on nowadays than I used to is they had signed two goalies out with two import goalies that were like going to split the net. And then the other yeah. guy got hurt. And then he just took the net and said, no, like I, I'm the goalie. Playing. Yeah. He, yeah. I think he was going in honestly as a second. Cause the other guy, like he was, the, really, yeah. Yeah. He, he was like, I might be wrong. I don't know if he was DEL or SHL, but I know he he played in some phenomenal leagues. So it it was Greeny's, you know, net to gain, and yeah, he definitely took it by storm. And he's just well, yeah, and they, that, things like that work out for guys when they can play, right? You get your opportunity, and then yeah, he's a great goalie. Like he deserves it, obviously. And you know, I was telling guys at the beginning of the year, like you guys are going to be surprised how good this guy is, like. And obviously now they, they've seen like he's tearing up the league. So, Okay. Here's another cutting edge question for you. 
Um, how did you get to Denmark after you went to Concordia and you basically like you were the first ever rookie of the year from that school. You scored 24 goals in 28 games, 43 points, won a lot of awards. Um, so how'd you go to Denmark? Um, so we ended up playing Denmark at, uh, at Christmas break because, uh, the world juniors were in Montreal. So team Denmark came to us. We ended up playing them. Uh, you played the world junior team. Yeah, so they're under under twenty team, uh, and we ended up beating them. And I had a really good game against them. And um, basically, one of the kids that was on the team, his dad is an agent in Denmark. So obviously, him just watching his son play kind of noticed me, yeah, and reached out and was like, "Man, if you're interested in coming to Denmark, I definitely have a spot for you here." So that's, that's cool. What, yeah, that's kind of how it happened, just like a fluke. So. Oh, that's neat. Uh, did you like your time in Denmark? Uh, yeah, I mean, the it was a great city and stuff. Uh, it was special dynamic I had uh, with, uh, I think we spoke about him before, Mario Signoni. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, yeah. yeah, he was, he was burying me on the fourth line and stuff. So that was, it was tough to like. Right. I think I mean, we did talk about that. He was the coach there. Yeah, yeah. So he was kind of like. He didn't like that I was putting up points and he didn't really like my play style. He said I was lazy and stuff and he hated that I was getting by getting points and being lazy. So, I mean, it worked out for me. So. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's how you went there. Um, so then you go to Sheffield. Here's another cutting edge question. First year you go there, you play 42 games and get 25 points, 17 goals though. The next year, same amount of games, 47 points and 26 goals. What do you think? What changed the most from the first year to the second year? Ice time? That's pretty um, important. <laughs> no, you'll be surprised. But when I showed up to Sheffield, I had zero points in my first 20 games. Uh, that's not very good. <laughs> yeah, I was Yeah, I was brutal. I was. And they didn't can you? Well, they, they basically, like, told me that I had one more weekend to prove to them. They knew I had potential, and – they uh yeah they basically warned were me. you getting chances were you getting opportunities yeah i was i was definitely getting my chances but i was in a i was in a tough headspace stuff was going on back home and stuff so that was like a year i was debating even if i should play hockey this and that so yeah. my my family was on my mind a lot um things yeah. weren't weren't so good and and happy I, hockey players play better yeah yeah exactly and basically uh that weekend that uh, it was Tom Barrasso, the coach, and he came up to me and said, like, hey, man, like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like, if you don't perform this weekend, you're gone. So right. uh, he's like, I just wanted to give you the friendly hands up. I'm going to give you your opportunity. I'm going to put you on the second line. I know you haven't had a lot of opportunity, but this is, you know, make your break. Like, I'm giving you some leash. So if you don't take it, you're gone. And uh, my first shift, I ended up scoring two goals on the first shift uh against Manchester that's that's helpful yeah and uh ended up with a Hattie in that game and uh game winner and shootout and that's against Ginner yeah against Ginner yeah so uh you got a hat trick against him too then so yeah I've had a couple actually against Ginner he's been my uh he's been helpful actually (laughs) I think I have three or four in my career against Ginner so that's been nice but uh mixing a save getter right yeah. yeah so uh yeah, they, they basically, you know, Tom 
came to see me after the weekend. He's like, you know, I didn't see this going this way. <laughs> um, he's like, you know, we had, we thought we were canning you no matter what happened. And uh, like, we can't. So yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you and see how it goes. And I was and the like, rest of the way you did well. Yeah. They're well, their captain, Jonathan Phillips and uh, this guy, Evan McGrath kind of took me under their wing and they were the two older guys of the team. And they were like, you know, like we'll, we'll play with that. It's like, he's, we see the potential in him, like just throw him on our line and I think we'll do fine. And then we took off and Evan ended up finishing like top score of our team. He was like 20 points behind the next guy when we started. So like, it was pretty cool. Our line just lit it up till the end of the year. And I put all my points up in the last 20 games. So it was, it was pretty wild that, that I went yeah. from zero and 20 to like 26 and 20. And so it was. It, it, yeah. It, it, playing with the right people helps and, Jono's a beauty, eh? He was just on, and he's retiring, eh? That game's gonna miss that guy and his oh, toes. Man. He was, yeah, he was such a beauty. He was one of the coolest teammates I've ever played with. I got, I was lucky enough to live with him in Germany, and uh, when my agent asked me to bring one person to Germany with me, it was, you know, for sure the guy I was asking first. And you know, Jono's just like the nicest guy. He's just the ultimate gentleman ultimate captain he's just a great person isn't he yeah just yeah like like a majestic guy <laughs> like he's yeah just, he's yeah no way to put it he's like i know you talk to him and he's just like the nicest guy ever and he was literally my dad in germany He'd like make supper for me and stuff it was yeah it was it was really cool to get get to know him on a deeper level there and obviously uh being teammates and then living together is a different story but i think the thing i learned most about jono and ev was that like we just always kept a smile on our face. He was just the one rule was you can't get mad no matter what happens. So even on the bench, we'd always be just laughing it up and stuff like that. Enjoying and, the game and having fun. Yeah, literally. And just, just by laughing and by keeping a smile on your face at the end of the day, like things make, end up working out. So it's just, it makes it easier to do things when you're yeah, enjoying and it. it's, it's weird to say that it's, you know, it's almost like, you say when you're mad, you don't play as well. And, but you, it's true though. Like after going through that year, you really see like, it's, it's wild what it could do to you. It, it, and yeah, like you go, yeah, I lived it. Yeah. The years you're the happiest and having the most fun are the years you play the best. Um, sure. That Evan McGrath for small world. And I, I remember skating with him and he played in Toledo. I think it was right at the start of my career. And, um, that guy was way too good for the coast. And then he never went back, I think, but he was really good. He was yeah, a kitchener ranger too. eh? Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. He's nasty. He was, he's, he's self, a really good player. He yeah. calls himself the drop pass King. He was, uh, <laughs> he's hilarious, man. He was such a good guy. He, they just kept it simple. It was funny. Cause they were like, obviously, like I said, the older guys of the team and have refused to shoot the puck. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, uh, he kept telling me, he's like, man, like, we got one job each. You shoot, I pass. He skates. We'll we'll keep it simple. It works like that. So, John that, would, yeah, that John would be all over the place and doing whatever it took and going to the net, and then McGrath oh, yeah. could pass, and then you can shoot. Yeah, it would all work out. Eh? Yeah, it was a fun year, and I think Jono had, if not his best year, one of definitely one of his best years. So it was it was really cool to get. Jono some numbers to be a part of that yeah yeah exactly it was yeah because who else deserves it more right (laughs) oh for sure like he man he deserves 
like obviously I want him to end up on a end his career on a on a good note and he he deserves all the best man oh I yeah it's sad when a guy like that's leaving the game right it's like they don't make him like that ever you know for sure yeah hearing what he was playing through a year ago was man that's a that's a legend (laughs) um so you know what I had written down here you're 28 years old and I had aspirations question mark I think we kind of kind of talked about one thing you really got on your mind and that you want to do. Um, and that might be the Olympics, but that would be really, really neat to have a shed guy in the Olympics, you know? Yeah, that would be, yeah, definitely the goal for now. Yeah. Uh, but you haven't really thought of anything else probably other than that though. Right. No, I mean, yeah, obviously there's aspirations out of hockey and, um, you know, there's, I got a pretty good opportunity, uh, this year, but you know, it's, it's tough. Cause then I'd have to quit hockey and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's, you know, I, I really enjoy teaching kids and I really enjoy, you know, like uh, just like seeing the progress that kids go through. And uh, I uh, I got a nice opportunity to teach in uh, my favorite part about the game, a shooting clinic. So obviously it would it would be pretty special for me to, you know, have my own somewhat of a, yeah, basically it's called the hockey lab. And um, it yeah, it's, it was pretty cool that he offered me to, you know, run my own space and, and this and that, but he also understands that I have the Olympics in sight. So I think he's, he's ready to hold off and I'm still going to work with him this summer and we're going to obviously help out the kids and stuff. And I, I'm going to coach some summer teams and this and that. So I love that part of the game. And I, I really do. I, I love coaching. I love, you know, I think I like teaching more than coaching just to see where the kids can really grasp on and how much they, they want to learn. Cause I kind of see myself in them. And so, yeah, that's, uh, that's that, that part of the game is what I'm right into. Um, I, yeah, I love it. Um, seeing like, you know, going from the start of the season to where you can be near the end of the season. And, but also, you know, trying to teach them good values and character stuff. Right. It's uh can mean a lot and you're right you do see yourself in it it's like with my son and his buddies it's just like the fellows in Elmira Ontario you know back in the early 90s it's the same stuff and to think you can make an impact right and then be the coach you would have wanted you know yeah yeah for sure yeah I think that's a big part of it too is you know like you're you're critic you're pretty critical of your coaches and this and that and then you kind of well you learn from them too right you're people you're always learning from it's like you want to take the good things from the coaches and probably not the what things you didn't like about them right yeah of course but then sometimes you look back on you're like well he was actually teaching me something when he said that i know it pissed me off but sure stuck with me right yeah for sure and i think it's just the thing i i take out out of that the most and i think it it definitely helps me when i get to my the beginning of season is just understanding the coach's point of view and stuff like that. And definitely, you know, just I'm, I'm the type of guy that I like being spoken to, uh, you know, and, and explain stuff and not just shout it out and, and, and right. this and that. So yeah, I, I'm more, you know, I like to explain to the kids in the summer and, you know, if you're, even if you're just doing a drill wrong, like instead of stopping the drill and making, making an idiot out of you, like I'll yeah. just take it to the side and just explain to him and, even if I have to show them a couple of times, do the drill with them, you know, that's, that's fine by me. Like I just want to, but you teach them the way you'd want to be teached. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. 
I think it's just what you said is you take the best from every coach and you, you obviously leave out the things that you don't like. And I just think it's, it's pretty cool to see like kids that obviously look up to you and, you know, they, they see you as a pro hockey player and that it's for them. It's that's the ultimate goal. Right. So they want to be yeah. where you are. Yeah, it is neat. And uh, yeah. Um, I, I got another week. I got two weekends left with my gals this season. It's been a hell of a ride. Uh, we got our year end tournament two weekends and it's going to be sad when it's over, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you go through a whole year together and you see each other all the time and then it's going to come to an end, right? Like every hockey season does sad stuff, right? Until yep. the next one comes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A couple months later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I don't have much else other than, you know, I am a big storm fan and devil's fan folks. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, uh, but like, uh, I love that the fans are buying in and your team all seems to be buying in and they're playing hard and winning games and, um, I think it's neat to see. Um, I wish you guys luck and keep doing what you're doing, right? Keep having fun. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, keep the chocolate storm going, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, we need it for the end of the year here. Last little push, so that'd be good to end up on a high note there. Yeah, and then it's you know, four wins and then have at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you never know what happens in playoffs. And Lions Bars, folks, and Crunchies, if you want yeah. to get frisky, right? <laughs> and this has been another episode of Two Hells and Hockey Tales with the Duke and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, I'm a gold band. I'm like Pete Southdowns and